Hey friends, here is this week's Leader in She podcast. So excited to talk to you about this, something that is really just, if I had to pick the one thing in my leadership journey that I feel in my heart and soul and bones that is the most important thing and that I strive to work on every single day, no matter what, it is this one thing. I think it's the game changer, often the piece that is missing. And ladies, I think overall we do a pretty pretty good job of this. And I think we can teach our other counterparts this important skill. But also as strong women leaders, I think it's important for us to remember this and and to embrace it as our superpower and to grow and just to become better. And that is empathy. So we are going to dive into this concept today. Get out your notepad, pen, paper, cup of tea, whatever it is that you do when you listen. We hope you enjoy this. We are going to talk about empathy in leadership. Here we go. All right, everybody. So excited to have you back listening to this week's episode in Leader and She. Really excited to talk about this topic because as mentioned in the introduction, it is something that I just, I don't know. It's one of those things that's in like your core being that you just believe is so, so important and often probably overlooked. I think sometimes it is viewed as like that warm, fuzzy, like foo-foo, hippy-dippy type of leadership that maybe has previously been frowned upon or maybe even been seen as weak. And from all of my research that I've done over the years and growing as a leader, I really think that this is something that can and should be emphasized and grown in people. And ladies, I'm specifically talking to you. I think this is something that we as a whole are, is one of our strengths. And I want to challenge us all, all leaders, men and women, but particularly ladies, I want us to embrace this as a superpower and just put it out into the leadership world so that one, we can empower and inspire others to do the same thing, but also so that we can be the best possible leaders and to help our people. So here we go. We're going to talk about empathy and leadership. And of course, I had to start with this quote from my favorite Brene Brown. I think I I probably quote her every time. Gosh, if she ever would even stumble across this podcast, I hope she knows how much she has impacted so many of us. But one of the things that Brene Brown says is, is this about empathy. Empathy has no script. There is no right way or wrong way to do it. It is simply listening, holding space without judgment, emotionally connecting, and communicating that incredible healing message of you're not alone. Okay, that has got to be the most beautiful definition, capture, I don't know what you want to call it, of empathy that I could think of. I probably could end this podcast right here and just if we could all strive to embrace that, we would be good. But I want to I wanna dive into more what it is and how it impacts us um, and what we can do to grow and to be better empathetic leaders to inspire and empower those around us. So arguably, we probably could say that empathy has always been a really important skill in leadership. But I think really right now with everything going on, it is likely the most important skill that we can do as leaders. And new research continues to come out 
and it suggests the same thing. First and foremost, we know mental health is huge, right? With all of the things that have happened in the past few years, we know that this is a big issue. And there was a study that was done by Qualtrics that actually found that in the last few years, 42% of people have actually experienced some type of decline in their mental health status. And specifically, 67% are dealing with an increase of stress 57% have increased anxiety, and 54% are emotionally just exhausted. This goes on to talk about 53% of people are sad, 50% are irritable. I mean, it just, it keeps going on and on and on. And so we don't necessarily need those statistics, statistics to know that mental health is impacting us in a negative way. But when you see those numbers, I don't know, it just it's sort of one of those things that like slaps you right across the face and is like, whoa, we need to address this. We need to name these challenges that are impacting all of us. And we need to come around it as leaders to one, honestly protect ourselves from the mental health challenges and uh, the negative impacts that that can have on ourselves personally, professionally, and as leaders, but also to help to strengthen our community and our people around us and really just find a way to come around our people and support them. And I really think that empathy is that key. So like I said, we've all noticed what the statistics say. I mean, let's let's think about this. Unless you have been living under a rock, we can see stress all over the place. I mean, turn on the TV, look at most of your social media feeds. We know most of us are getting less sleep. We're overworking. There's more judgment out in the world. There's less patience, lots of loud and very polarizing difference of opinions. I mean, it is hard to not notice that and and it's hard to not let that impact you. I was actually in a meeting just today with one of my colleagues who is just an incredibly kind, positive soul. And he was saying that he intentionally has to really set his mindset on being more positive because he's he's an, a fellow principal. He wants to lead his people in a way that supports them. And with all of the just constant challenges and negativity that often come our way, we have to be more intentional about that. And empathy is the key. So let's let's talk about what is empathy. So good old-fashioned Webster, it defines empathy as this. It defines it as the action of understanding, being aware, being sensitive to, and vicariously experience the feelings, thoughts, and experiences of another in either the past or the present without having the feelings, thoughts, or experiences fully communicated in an objectively explicit manner. Now, I don't know about you, but that definition, I was like, wait, what? Like, what does that say? And so I just want to challenge us to go back to what we said in the beginning of this podcast that Brene Brown said. It really has no script. There's no right or wrong. It's just simply listening, holding space without judgment, emotionally connecting, and just to let the person know they're not alone. It doesn't necessarily mean that we need to agree or understand or any of that, but just to be there and to hold space. And I want you to just kind of close your eyes for a minute and imagine what that could look like, holding space for someone in a non-judgmental way, not needing to fix or to offer just anything, but just to hold space and just to be there. I saw this great 
image on social media actually tonight. Um, an author that I follow that has written the book, um, Hacking Discipline, Brad Weinstein. He's written some great education books. If you're an educator, I highly suggest you check that out. But he had a picture of this dog with a like cone over his head, you know, the cone of shame. And there was a cute little kitten curled. This dog was laying down and this cute little kitten was curled up in this cone. And basically the caption said, you know, sometimes when you're going through hard things, you don't need anyone there to fix or offer suggestions. You just need somebody to be with you and just to sit beside you and to just just to be with you. And I thought that's empathy. So why does it matter? As leaders, why does empathy matter? We know times right now are incredibly challenging. We know that no matter where you look, you will see hiring signs. Most businesses, organizations, teams are short-staffed. It's very difficult to find workers. Most people that are working are stressed to the max. And I think there's probably a lot of people that would say it's very challenging to find happiness at work. And so one of the things that when you embrace empathy, it helps people to feel connected and to just find joy in what they do. And we know that if people find joy in what they do and in their work life and their personal and professional life, it's going to help them to be more innovative and creative. It gives them permission to think outside of the box and have fun. There actually has been a study done by Catalyst that said when people reported that their leaders were empathetic, they were actually more likely to be innovative. 61% of the employees felt like they were more likely to be creative or innovative when they had empathetic leaders compared to only 13% when they did not have empathetic leaders. The same is true for engagement and collaboration. Most businesses, companies, teams want people to collaborate. I know for myself as a principal and working in the field of education, collaboration is the name of the game. I want my educators to collaborate. I want my families to collaborate, my students to collaborate. We all have to work together to do this beautiful, wonderful, hard, amazing, challenging thing of supporting and educating our children, our youth, and our future. It's the greatest honor, and it's just one of the big things that we need to do, and we cannot do that without collaboration. 76% of people in this study who experienced empathy from their leaders said they were more likely to be engaged. So that was compared to 32% who said they had a leader that was less empathetic. Now, We know that there's jobs out there that we can't fill. We're trying to get people. We're trying to get them to come. But here's the thing. We really want to try to focus on keeping the amazing people that we had. Retention is a big deal. So yes, we want to recruit and attract people, but we also want to retain them. We want to keep them. We want to keep our people working with us and working for us and collaborating and engaging. And how how do we do that? Empathy. Empathy is the key. People that feel that they have empathetic leaders that they can come to find value in what they do and they feel valued. They feel valued and part of a team and they want to stay. They are more likely to be loyal. Empathy builds trust and relationships and it helps people to feel connected. And I think the thing that this pandemic has done is it's allowed us to create different ways to connect, but in some weird ways, the disconnect has gotten even greater. So empathy allows us to build that connection and it leads to more inclusivity, to including people. Again, we want to have this 
collaborative team where we can include and work together and have innovation and creativity. And here's the other cool thing, the work-life balance. Balancing leading, balancing working, balancing, I'm sorry, personal and professional lives, it's hard. And when we are able to work with empathetic leaders or when we are able to lead empathetically, our people feel empowered to have that balance and to really have alignment, actually, I think is a better word than balance. Have alignment and prioritizing what's most important. And so one of the things my goals this year is really to strive to have some healthy boundaries and not to work myself to death. I think I talked about this in one of our latest episodes about resting and the power of rest and how I want to make sure that I'm when I'm at work and at school and pouring into my team and leading that team that I'm able to lead in a way that is powerful and then I'm, I am able to pour into my people. But the same is true when I come home. When I come home, my leading, leadership role looks a little different. I'm leading my family and my kids and, and working through that and leading, co-leading with my husband and needing to collaborate. And that still is an important part of our leadership journey. Ladies, we talk about this all the time. Leadership is not just a job or a role that you are assigned, right? There's a lot of people that have titles or positions that we could assume may be leadership. But just because somebody is in that role does not mean that they are a leader. We just celebrated Boss's Day. And I love Boss's Day in a lot of ways because it's nice to be appreciated and I like to honor the leaders that I work with. But I often cringe at that word because I don't want to be somebody's boss. I want to be a leader. I want to be somebody that we can collaborate with, that we can that I can mentor, that we can advocate for, that we can work together, that I can inspire, but that I also can empower them to lead, right? So it's this, it's this delicate balance, right? So how can we be more empathetic? We know that it's needed. We know that the times now are more challenging. We know the benefits of working with a team and how it can grow our team and lead to all of these amazing, wonderful things. But how do we do this? First and foremost, we just need to listen. No, I mean like really listen. We need to listen to understand and support, not to respond. I'm going to say that again. We need to listen to understand and to support but not to respond. How many times, and I am guilty of this, have you been in a conversation and the other person is talking and as they say something already in your head, you are starting to plan your counterattack or your response. And when we do that, we take away the ability to stay present and to really listen to what the other person is saying and to really try to embrace how they are feeling and to hold space, to hold space. And so one of the ways that we can do that is to really just be fully present, stay focused. I've heard the expression, open ears, open eyes, open heart. So when somebody's talking, hold space, look at them, lean forward, listen to the words that they're saying, pay attention to them. You don't necessarily need to respond to 
to respond at all, to fix it, to defend, to give a reason, to give a rationale, just listen and hold space. And one of the things I'm trying more to do is when somebody is talking, after they're talking, kind of pausing, pausing before responding, pausing before anything, and really ensuring that what they're saying is giving you time to process that. But also sometimes when we pause for just a second or two or three, it gives that person space for them to also reflect and to name or say anything additional that they might want to say. And sometimes in those moments of pausing, the other person can kind of keep talking or processing through that. And it gives them time to sometimes even figure out whatever it is that they need to do. And I think about um, some training that I went through was cognitive coaching. If you're an educator, you've probably heard of that. And I would recommend that you go through through that experience. But what I love about cognitive coaching is when somebody is talking, just holding space for them, there's a ton of empathy involved in that, holding space for them, pausing. And then after you're pausing, making sure that they truly are done, rephrasing what the person said to really just make sure that you that you're understanding what it is because what happens is is by you rephrasing so what you're telling me is this right and rephrasing whatever it is that they say it's either going to affirm that they were heard or it gives the person the opportunity to correct that maybe we didn't understand it correctly so Again, listen to truly, truly listen, pause after they're done, and then maybe rephrase what they're saying to clarify that you actually understood what is being said without wanting to fix or respond or anything like that. Being fully present when you listen just helps. When you are an empathetic leader and you are speaking with somebody, you want to make sure that as a listener, you're not glancing around, you're not looking at other things, you're not checking your watch, you're not looking down at your computer screen. How many times now have we been in meetings where we all have our laptop screens up? I challenge you as a leader, when you're with somebody, close the laptop screen. One of the things I try really hard to do, and it seems like such a silly thing, am I In my office at school, I've got the desk, the typical desk, and I can sit behind my desk. And when somebody comes in, I try really hard to get up and to move. There's two chairs that I have with kind of a coffee table, side table in the center. I try to move to those two chairs so that I'm sitting next to the person that I'm speaking to so that it's not this big, awkward desk in between us. So getting up and moving and just really sitting in the space that you can actually listening. Your body language as a listener matters. Your speaker is paying attention to your body language. So if you are looking at them, if you are leaning in, if you are paying attention, if you are fully engaged and present, like they're the most important person in the world, they will express their feelings and they will open up to you and they will appreciate you as a leader. So be there with them and be fully present. That also means that it's judgment-free. Sometimes people are going to share things that you might not agree with or that you might not even understand or that maybe you wouldn't handle it that way. Remember, we are holding space, judgment-free, holding space. As empathetic leaders, you are paying attention to those nonverbal cues too. That's part of that fully listening, paying attention to what their body language is saying. So often, if we just look at their body language, we can pick up so 
many more clues as to what they're thinking, feeling, and paying attention, right? Are their shoulders shrunk? Or is their head down? Are they, you know, is their posture different? What's their tone of voice? What's their volume? Are they speaking clearly? Are they, um, you know, all kinds of things that we can pay attention to. Be aware of that, their body language, as well as yourself when you're listening, but really just pay attention to what those people are showing you with their body language. When you're in a group, uh, if you have an opportunity to work with a team, make sure that you are encouraging that everybody has equal airtime. So we all have been in teams where there's a person who tends to dominate the conversation and that likes to talk. So make sure that you are encouraging that all people are able to contribute and to say whatever it is, whatever it is that they are thinking. So some quick tips and strategies that you can do by this is one, um, even as adult, as working with adults, or if you work with kids, when you're um, working through a conversation or asking questions, give people time to write or process their answer on a piece of paper first without sharing that. And then maybe have them share their conversation with a partner, then share it out with a whole group. Or what I've done oftentimes is we'll have them write it out, they'll share with a partner, and then I ask somebody to share what their partner shared. So Everybody gets a chance to talk and share their thoughts and opinions. That's a great way to do that or to really just take time to connect with that person. Sometimes it's a topic that might be challenging. And if you know you have a quieter person that might not speak up, giving them a heads up of what that topic or conversation might be. You know, hey, Joe, today in our staff meeting, we're going to be talking about X, Y, and Z. And I know you've been working really, really hard about that. I'd love for you to share some of the ways and the strategies that you could do that, right? That's empowering them and giving that person a heads up. Really empathetic leaders, the other thing that they do is they just, they care about their people. And I cannot stress that enough right now. As leaders, our team, our people, our our tribe, our organization, our company, whatever it is that you lead, they are people first. They are humans with personal lives that impact what they do and how they show up. Everybody has stuff. They might have their own challenges, family concerns, excitements with their family. There's so many things that we need to pay attention to. And I know it's a slippery slope and a delicate balance. And there's a lot of people that are like, oh, don't get too personal with your team. Don't get too personal. That's crossing the line. But here's the deal. That's how we build relationships. Friends, you are not leaders by accident. If you are gifted with the opportunity to lead, you are gifted with the opportunity to build relationships and to work with people. This is a heart-based business. We are working with humans and emotions and feelings, and it is personal. It is personal. We have to care about our people outside of the walls and the context in which we work with them so that they know that they are valued and appreciated and loved. I know that if one of my staff members shows up and they had a death in their family, they're not going to be at their best and they're going to need some extra TLC. I know if I'm going through some hard things at home, it's more challenging for me to show up and to be at my best. We are humans. We are human beings with heart and emotion and that leadership is inspiring the heart and getting people excited and passionate. So yes, it's personal. 
We have to make personal connections with our people to build relationships. Leadership, ultimately, we just need to lead from within. It's uh, it's kind of like a muscle. So when you work out and you build your, if you're working out your biceps, you don't start with a hundred pound weight right away and just are like naturally good at it, right? You start slowly, more repetitions over time, increase weight, increase repetitions. It's the exact same thing with empathy. So think of it as a muscle that the more you use it, the more you'll get comfortable with it, the stronger and the more natural that it would be. So how do we do that? We're vulnerable ourselves. We share, we show up, we model what we want to see. So again, I go back to Brene Brown's big work and empathy and holding space for people. And friends, I know it's so hard and so challenging because as leaders, you have a thousand things being thrown at you at one time. And oftentimes it feels like you're juggling balls or knives and somebody's shooting you with squirt guns and cats are climbing all over you and it's just a hot mess express. But when we are able to lead with empathy and we can just be with our people, people first and care about them and listen and just be in the trenches with them, all of that other stuff will fall into place. And some things are going to fall off the plate. There are going to be some things that maybe take a little bit longer to get done or um, some of the you know minuscule things, details that might happen as you, as you get better, that will fall into place. But I really want to challenge you as a leader. If you have to prioritize what's most important, I'm asking you to consider putting empathy right at the top, right? I think there was a quote or a, a, a phrase that I read somewhere, somewhere people who feel appreciated and loved and valued will always do more than what's expected, right? They'll always go above and beyond. Friends, there has been no time ever in the history of leadership that our people have needed to feel more loved and appreciated than right now. It is a hard time to lead. And as a fellow leader, I want to just one, encourage you and to pour into you and say that the work you are doing as a leader matters and it's impactful and it's noticed. And as you show up every day to do the hard things and to embrace the heart of leadership, I want to give you permission to stop and to celebrate the small victories along the way and to look at your people and to see how your ripple effect continues to pay forward. And I also want to just encourage you to be present with your people, relationships, relationships, relationships. It is needed in so many ways now more than ever. And if we can pour into our people, then they can pour into others and we can hopefully take these really difficult times that we're all going through right now and build some more grace and kindness and compassion and empathy. And friends, that starts with us. That starts with leadership. We can get on social and we complain about all the woes and all of the things that are wrong with the world and see the next person complaining. Or we can put our positive, empathetic, forward-facing, vulnerable, open heart, open mind out there into the world and inspire and empower others to do the same. And it's a big task, but it's an important task. And I know we're up to the job. We can do this together. So friends today, as you carry on with your week, I want to just remind you of this important message that you will always hear me say, and it's because it is true and it's important for you to hear it. 
You are appreciated, you are loved, and you matter. I hope you know that. I hope you believe that. I hope you are able to gift that message to somebody else in some way. And thank you for listening. I challenge you to go out and be empathetic this week. Listen more, talk less, slow down, be present. Think of the ways that you can build relational capacity with your people. You will see a direct result from your investment in people. It's important. So let's do it together. All right, friends, have a great week and thanks for listening.